Hi everyone, I'm Renata. I'm Charmaine. And this is... Claire! (laughs) You're listening to In the Hallway. Today we're going to be speaking a little bit about mental health um, during COVID, um, as well as, yeah, just anxiety, sleep, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I'm going to open tonight with a kind, not tonight, whatever whatever time of day you are listening to this, <laughs> um, with a question. How have you been doing during COVID? Mm. And how have you really been doing, mm. you know, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's been tough, yeah. Uh, I feel like I've, I'm living through two lockdowns because I was in Singapore when they locked down and it was just bad timing and then I came here when things were getting bad so it's like a lockdown again so mm. it's tough yeah it, uh, it like on one hand you think we'd be used to it because it's like we've been doing this for so long but I know you just kind of get numb to it at some point and I and I always tell people I'm like I kind of go through like cycles like I'll have cycles where I'm like oh this sucks like I like I don't even want to think about the future but I have cycles where I'm like okay I'm done feeling sorry for myself let's be productive with this let's like try and grow or like like improve myself and it'll kind of be like cycles of like yeah you know I'm gonna make the most of my time and then and then cycles of like oh this is not okay because it's not it's not normal I feel like a lot of people forget that it's it's not normal. Even it's really a crisis it. time. It really is. Yeah. yeah, people forget. Like COVID burnout is like a real thing, um, and I think people forget that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. I think also for me, like, um, in some ways I've gotten used to how things are, but in other ways I think I still crave like how things used to be, like, especially missing human connection that's spontaneous yeah, yeah. and not like just the people around in the small bubble right, like yeah. I love the people around me in my small bubble but I don't know like I, I feel like the I feel like my everyday life is very predictable nowadays mm. so it, it's become like a routine kinda. yeah very routine or like very monotonous in some ways could be good and bad could yeah it's, it's good and bad yeah good and bad but yeah I miss Having things happen and not expecting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, like, oh, let's just grab a meal and you could just grab a yeah. meal and not have to coffee. just go for coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you're walking on the street and you see something and you're like, oh, oh I'm going to go check that yeah. out. Things That's we take happening. for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I definitely relate to that. Just like the whole double lockdown thing. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, I feel like it's even more than double because like... <laughs> We had two count. We have had like three or four lockdowns here. You don't even want to so count. So like four or five lockdowns we've been yeah. in total, and it's just yeah. like that cycle of like, oh, this is happening, and then it's always like, oh, okay, it'll end soon, and then it gets extended, and then it's just like, and again, and it's just like, yeah, mm. I do relate to that feeling of dread and kind of like hopelessness in a yeah, sense. It's scary to hope because then you just get disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, what's the point? <laughs> of yeah. Hoping. Yeah. Well, like, I feel like the past measures of hope or, like, things we can kind of hold on to kind of are just, like, gone. Yeah. Um, and you really just have to live day by day, I think. That's what it is. Definitely. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. How has your mental health been? Hmm. Actually... I would... I w- actually pretty proud, like, um... Because it's been a journey for me, so, like, actually... 
I think it's next week. I have my like loss appointment with my therapist because I think she's like, I think you're good. You're ready to like, you know, it's like kind of like a mama bird being like, you're ready to do this. But anyways, like this is sort of like at a process of like a long, like a long journey thing. But um, I would say because of that, like therapy and everything and like, like can get more into this later, but like actively like, like um, reframing my like mindset towards the pandemic. Like it's an active thing and it can get tiring, but I think because I've always try to like try to fight for my peace um i think mentally i think overall i'm okay um relatively stable which i'm like very proud to say that but that's not to say that you know like i every every day is like happy of course not like there'll be there'll be days there'll be cycles where it's shit right but it's sort of like how do you reframe your attitude towards what you can't control another big topic but yeah Mm, I do agree with the whole like reframing thing because in reality nothing has changed since March. <laughs> I mean, it's gradually it's getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> gradually getting tighter. <laughs> but in a way, like I think Sharmi was saying, like life's become really predictable now. In a way, I feel like that's a huge part of like reframing, right? We've just like learned to kind of cope with all this. Cope, cope is kind of like a bad word. Cause cope is just to me, it's like oh, it, things are still going to crap. And I'm just like holding. You're like on barely something. holding. Just yeah. hope. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What would you What would you feel like at the start of the pandemic? Were the biggest mental roadblocks you had? I feel like denial for me. Mm. It's like, oh, things will be better soon, like really soon, or like, I I feel like I dissociated mm. this reality and like real real reality mm. i was like okay this is just happening but real life will happen soon mm. but then i think like after a year of this like almost yeah oh it's like God. a year yeah <laughs> more than a more than a year Whoa, yeah yeah because november was when it first came out oh, yeah yeah like after around a year of yeah. this like you can't deny it anymore i think yeah. my mind has come to terms with like this is life for now even though I know there's hope for the future, I just don't know how far away that is. Um, yeah, denial. It's really funny you mentioned denial because I like was listening to a podcast saying how um, what a lot of people are going through right now in terms of like COVID. It's kind of like grieving, like grieving the lo- the, yeah. the life we used to live, mm. and then just how like in grief there are like different stages of grief. Denial being one of them, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like like grieving what we used to had have um and i think for me in in a way like what i struggled with at the beginning of the pandemic is still kind of like what i struggle with now like the uncertainty about the future um how to like handle your expectations about the future because you know after you've been in multiple lockdowns you keep thinking like oh you like you quickly realize that if you try and put a date to like oh this this will end by this date chances are you're going to be disappointed so you're like how do i handle that expectation but still kind of have hope, yeah. but but also like be realistic about it. And it, it's really hard to judge. So I think for sure that's like, yeah. It's like a balance. Yeah. You still need hope, but also it's indefinite. Yeah, it's hard to gauge and yeah. Denial's interesting. I think yeah. denial I did definitely feel, but for me, it almost felt like this collective worldwide unity. I don't know. Mm. Like, but everybody's going through it. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. everyone I knew, like, first it was, like, a lot of my high school friends in the US, like, all being kicked off campus. And oh, I was like, oh, okay. Rough. Oh my gosh, yeah. they're getting kicked off campus. And I was like, oh, I've, we were, like, 
calling them and like talking to them and then we were like Canada would never do that you know and Canada would like we're good we're better than the US and then a week later <laughs> we shall talk to and I was like oh, oh. <laughs> yeah um yeah have you ever felt angry oh yeah absolutely like um yeah so many times frustrated uh yeah, like, felt, felt frustrated that I wasn't, like, allowed to hope I felt. Because whenever yeah. I tried to, I'd get disappointed. And this was particularly evident, like, when I went back to Singapore. And uh, I had, like, almost finished my two-week quarantine and then the lockdown started. And at the time, I was, like, really excited to see my boyfriend. Because, mm. like, it had been, like, 11 months long distance. And it's just sort of, like, like, just when you think there's, like, light on the horizon, you've probably reached there. Like, nope. JK and... um. And I think especially now with like governments like kind of indefinitely kind of prolonging a lot of things. Like they, they'll say that, you know, we'll wait till this date to say, but but chances are they're going to indefinitely prolong it. Um, yeah, I felt super angry because I'm just like, I don't know, like, I, like this, this, I don't know, will this ever end? Like I, like I had this hope of like, you know, maybe like it will eventually get back to normal. But then some people are like, oh, it will never It'll never be like normal anymore. It'll just be a new sort of normal. I'm like, oh my god. Maybe that's my sort of denial too. I'm like, mm-hmm. still very much. I'm like a little hopeful, you know, in the vaccine. And I'm like, you know, we've dealt with like past pandemics before. Like, you know, it takes some time. But I think we can sort of, kind of get back to it, a normal. But it's kind of frustrating, and it makes me sometimes angry, um, in the present moment. And it's like, no progress, especially now. <laughs> like in <laughs> Canada, it's like we can see the lockdowns are not very effective. And yeah. The only like hope I have for that is that you know hopefully vaccine rolls up um, will be like that's the only hope I have. But then it's like now vaccine supplies are like shut up and I'm like oh okay <laughs> okay it's fine it's fine yeah it, it's it's like the sense of hopeless or like not hopelessness but like despair like you 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 can't control anything like there's nothing you can control there's nothing you can really yeah. control yeah even if you wanted to do something you just have to like <laughs> wait and see what happens with the world before you can go out yeah. and things can be normal again there's only certainty and uncertainty that's what somebody told me and i'm like Whoa. yes that Bro. is the only thing you can. <laughs> we get a deep fear yeah that's the only thing i'm like god damn it there's only uncertainty there's only, only certainty, certainty and uncertainty, only certainty and uncertainty. Yeah. yeah 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 that's, that's always gonna be uncertain yeah oh that's crazy yeah that's the only certainty you have it's a complete paradox yeah how do you deal with uncertainty? Opens box, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a big question to unpack, because, uh, mm, yeah, I would say, like, a lot of my, like, anxiety stems from uncertainty, like, yeah. very much a major root of it uh, was, that's what I was actually, so this pandemic, I was like, oh my god, this is just the time of my life, yeah. everything is uncertain, I'm going to be anxious <laughs> as, as hell, but, um. Mm. or even like maybe that's a bad because like how do I deal with uncertainty maybe that's like kind of assuming that you've like gotten over you've it you've dealt with yeah. it how are you dealing with yeah. uncertainty um or or what is uncertainty to you it's yeah it's like not having control over the future not knowing basically not knowing and um and this like anxiousness of not being able to control um, certain future events but uh, yeah I mean I think a lot of this goes in 
uh, in tune with what I do normally just for my anxiety and normal, but I would say it's very relevant to now. So like, uh, I journal a lot. Mm. And then um, as like Renata said, I try to live like day to day. So, mm. um, so at least like in that day, I have like control over things that happen in the new future. Um, and yeah, a lot of journaling, a lot of just think about like what can what can I control like about my situation right mm. now that is attainable, mm. right? Um, so I guess like a lot of those would obviously be be put towards like okay maybe what are like, like some passion projects that like I haven't had time to work on. I'm sure like a lot of people have said this before like people are, like try to you know take this as an opportunity and I feel like a lot of definitely of the anxious energy can be put towards those projects for sure. Yeah. Um. But also, like, it's also just me. I have a very, like, my tolerance for, like, feeling sad and bad for myself is actually, like, not very high. Like, yeah, I'll feel really sad and I'm like, oh my god, like, I'm so anxious about, like, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, blah, 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 blah. But then I feel like, weirdly enough, when I let that run, like, when I let my mind just run, it just kind of, like, tires itself out. Oh. And then I'm just like, okay, um, I've just kind of let it go. I'm like, okay, that, that's it. I've kind of, like, uh-huh. let it run. <laughs> There's nothing more to complain about or, like, feel anxious about. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of, like, sick, feeling, like, shitty for myself. Mm, Like, mm -mm. okay, what can I actually do? You know, like, I'm a very practical person. So, for example, like, I don't know. Like, for example, I was, like, investing. We just had a huge, huge, like, conversation about this. But, yeah, it was, like, uh, um, yeah, I think with COVID, too, a lot of people, like, turning to investing. But, uh, for example, right, um, it's definitely, like, it's... It's nature is very very uncertain. Feel like everybody's trading. So rather than sort of like, just let myself ruminate about like, did I make the right decision? Is this this stock going to do well in the future? Like, what if COVID impacts the markets this way and then like it loses value? I was like, okay, like what can I do right now? I was like, okay, let me just educate myself first. Actually, like know more about the subject matter, and then I can like come back to it. So, um, just kind of just like yeah. you're combating the uncertainty with getting certainty yeah creating certainty with like like as best as you can i think um and then also my my therapist she has me um kind of do like a she calls it like a worry journal so it's kind of like so if this if people like to put pen and paper maybe this might work for you where she kind of like okay uh write down like the situation that like you're worried about and be like okay what's your worry rank on a scale like one to ten whatever like how how much time is this taking up how anxious do you feel um and then you kind of like come back to it after this situation has passed and be like okay how bad was it actually and then you kind of look because a lot of people i feel like we we forget like once the situation has passed we're like oh it's fine or then we forget how much we worried about that Mm -hmm. how much we worried about how uncertain it was and when you look back you it kind of gives you like a like evidence as to like sometimes like most of the things we are worried about are actually not as bad mm. as they seem. Like our mind, like just evolutionary wise, tends to um, it tends to spotlight um, uncertainty because it's like a survival mechanism, right? Like our brain's like, oh my god, like she's hesitating. Oh my god, why is she hesitating? There must be danger. Oh my god, okay, let's not do this thing because it's probably dangerous. Like overdrive. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's literally <laughs> it's literally like an evolutionary mechanism. So so yeah, and um, and the thing is, the thing is. The thing you're talking about anxiety, right? Like, and evolution and everything. I think anxiety is actually, it is evolutionary. Hmm. Like it helps For you sure. survive. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like 
when you worry a lot, you prepare yourself yeah, for danger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And but the good response with that is you prepare yourself for danger by actually doing stuff. Yeah. But the problem comes when you take the other route of just worrying and worrying and worrying and worrying. Yeah. And then you dig yourself, and it's like, oh like my gosh, like, yeah. Yeah, and it's just so overwhelming, right? There's this like thing like. Mel Robbins, I think I have a Twitch about it, but she's a great motivational speaker. She talks about like anxiety, like you can make it into productive worrying, which mm-hmm. is like if the if the worrying actually motivates you to take action and do something, or it can be unproductive, like what Renata said, just like ruminating. Um, and she actually has this thing that maybe like people are a little skeptical about, but it actually works. She calls it like the five second rule. So basically, anytime like you're you're anxious or like thinking about something. You just count backwards from five, and like what this supposedly does is it, it activates your prefrontal cortex, which is involved <laughs> in making decisions. We're not the psychology. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So yeah. just, just like, like, and the thing is, like, it sounds really whack, but I, I've like been doing this and tried doing it for several things, like, and you start to notice, like, in your day, there are like little five-second windows mm. where, like, there's moments of indecision. For example, getting out of bed, right? Like, alarm goes off, and you're probably like. Uh, you know you should get up but then there's that moment where you're like mm. so literally I just like for moments like that or moments where I'm uncertain or moments where I s- start to feel myself like uh, becoming anxious I just go five, four, three, two, one, bring it back and be like okay deep breath refocus so it's it's just like this you have to like you literally have to like rewire your mind I feel so you're like. just pausing you're yeah gathering it. myself uh-huh. and being like okay like before, I, like I let myself ask, like, mm. okay, bring it back, bring it back. Mm. So, it's a process. Like a lot of things, I feel like a lot of people forget that it's just like just like a relationship. <laughs> like you make a conscious effort every single day, uh-huh. for example, to put into a relationship. It's the same thing with like mental health. It's a relationship with yourself and your mm. mind, and and you. It's tough work where you have to actively um, change the way you think, um, because if you change the way you think, you can change the way how you feel, right? Um, it's crazy yeah. like that the way that you think actually has a huge impact yeah. on the way you face it absolutely yeah. I think for me when I, my first experience with like anxiety and like panic attacks was that I I thought that this was almost like I didn't understand that I was actually going in overdrive mm. for me I was like something's genuinely wrong right mm. now mm-hmm. and it needs to be fixed and every time my counselor was telling me, just like, you know, like, anxiety is present. Um, like, it's the difference with fear, right? Like, fear is there when there's an actual, like, threat and mm. danger. But anxiety is when it continues on after. Mm. Um, and the danger actually isn't actually there. Mm, it's but the potential. It's the potential, or mm. you, you think it's there. You think it into existence. Mm-hmm. So a lot of me was, like, trying to, f- trying to actually help, not help myself, but, like, rewire my brain in a way to know that oh the thing i'm anxious about right now is actually not a threat yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah like you're you're okay in that moment yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so what kind of process do you go through to to reframe that in your mind yeah for me i definitely i i can't say i have a hundred percent success like i'm not <laughs> it's okay it's a process i'm not yeah, showing yeah. a clinical method <laughs> I think for me, the biggest thing is if I am having a panic attack, something that's really helped is I used to think it was, oh, I have to breathe really hard and just like, you know, breathe really hard. Yo, that almost makes you more anxious because you're so focused on your, yo, 
<laughs> I get you, I get you. And, then, and then it got worse, and I was just like, something's wrong. <laughs> but my counselor gave me this really interesting method where you basically, like, use your thumb to touch each of your fingers, mm. and you focus on that. Mm. And you go, you go backwards and forwards, right? And the thing with what it does is it gives you something to focus on that is small and material. Mm. Grounding you. Grounding. It's, I think it's a big theme of what we've been what we've been talking about today just right like it's i feel like anxiety is also like this world is so big and so scary and so complex yeah and the whole idea of like bringing it back to the small the tangible the the day-to-day yeah yeah i do the same thing when i had my panic attack i haven't had i think i had two panic attacks um in like my like year and a half of anxiety first was like a normal kind of panic attack and the second was actually the scariest i think this one of the scariest moments of my life was a nocturnal panic attack so it happens when you're asleep and uh i literally felt i was about to die and um and what i did was grounding so it's like the whole like five things you can like uh like see or like touch or like you can you can assign it to any senses like like five things you can touch like four things you can like smell or like three things you can like and you, you kind of like go backwards, mm. so similar to what Nata does with her, um, yeah, fingertips thing. But uh, yeah, and then like the whole thing about like small, tangible, realistic things. I think that's also super important in when you're like thinking about how do I overcome like whatever that's worrying you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like they go way too big and 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 they set way um, very unrealistic goals of like I don't know like. Um, and I feel like, I know for me, I'm like a very action-orientated person. So like setting small things, like even when I tell my counselor, I'm like, give me some things I can actually do. So it's like things like yeah. worksheets actually help me because I can actually do them. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, like it's actually tangible. Some things like, I know, personally, I um, like breathing techniques kind of, it's like, it doesn't really work for me because um, they kind of make me more anxious because I'm so <laughs> aware of my breath. Yeah. And they, I think they, they require a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I can like, I, I can... Um, hold myself accountable for that but I'm like a worksheet I can fill in a worksheet and I can like I journal anyway so I'm like it it fits so it's all about um finding the way that works for you um and and finding a way that's sustainable Mm. because I feel like a lot of people you know they'll be like yeah you know I was at my peak when I was like doing daily affirmations I was journaling and I was like (laughs) doing this I was doing that but then they're exhausted I'm like yeah Yeah. you can get burnout from trying to take care of your well-being as Mm. as ironic as that is that's very ironic yeah, so I would say like just find like one or few things that that works for you and just stick with them. It's like yeah. this. There's this theme of breaking things down into smaller pieces and just tackling yeah. the the pieces in front of you first and taking it kind of step by step. Mm-hmm. Taking, Renata's telling me I'm talking too quietly. <laughs> <laughs> taking things step by step um, and just tackling what you have in front of you. Seems like. These are the kind of things that you guys do to to co- let, to cope with the anxiety that you feel at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charmaine, what are some things you do yeah, to cope you? with anxiety? Um, I feel like I've told Renata this before. I feel like I am a person who doesn't really feel things very strongly normally, but all of my stress and anxiety comes out in my sleep. Ah. And and household. Um. Yeah, so when you when you talked about having a panic attack like while while you were asleep, I I usually 
like whenever I know that I'm stressed or I know that I'm stressed when I get like um, sleep paralysis it's like that's not fun yeah. you know what that feels like too yeah yeah so I and also like when I when my sleep just isn't good uh, um, next topic but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice segue nice segue, segue very segue. nice segue smooth, beautiful smooth. not even planned <laughs> wow it's a real host right there man jeez but I get like really like disturbing nightmares that are like Oh, I'm like, where is this coming from? But then I, and then I look at my life and I'm like, oh, I'm probably stressed. I think I'm anxious. It's like, and then you're subconscious yeah, yeah, it's like, I have to reverse yeah. engineer it and be like, okay, yes, this is how I'm feeling because yeah. I feel like my emotions don't give me a signal until I'm that's so sleeping. Wow. Um, so I, I think for me, my body just takes everything wow. on it. Um, yeah, that's scary. Comes out in sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You remember your dreams. Yeah, wow. when they're really vivid. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're really... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I think... But when I, when I do get sleep paralysis, I also try... Like, the first time, few times, I actually thought I was dying too. I was like, what the heck is happening? So much effort to just move, Yeah, right? like, I was conscious. I, can, I could yeah. tell I was sleep, uh, still asleep, but I couldn't wake up. Yeah. And so I was just like... What's happening? I can't see anything. Like I can't move my body. What do you get to? What do you do to get out of that? I'm, I'm curious. People have different ways of getting out of that. I pray. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Yeah. So it's it's both like grounding in that I'm like saying certain words I know I can go back to, mm. um, but also like I I I feel like um, like the God I believe in is is definitely stronger than this. So like it's okay. Mm. <laughs> It'll be fine. I'll wake up. Mm-hmm. So but then. So after the first few times, I, like, started praying whenever this happened. And so I'd pray, like, the same prayer, like, God, God, keep me grounded. God, um, wake me from this. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, I know to go back to that every time. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I just wake up and it's fine. I, like, I'm, like, <gasps> wow. lying in the bed. <laughs> Is it physically exhausting? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, Never. it's, like, I'm, like, struggling to wake up. And struggling to like struggling for full consciousness to even move like a single body part yeah. takes so much like yeah. yeah and um I feel like I always hear like rushing in in my ears oh your blood rushing it's probably that probably yeah. but yeah. it's like it feels like um like I can hear really loudly something mm. happening in my head mm. yeah usually that's how like ver- verbal something tangible and verbal and like re- repetitive mm. I can say. I think that, that example kind of shows to me that, like, your mental health has a huge impact on your physical health. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, it, sometimes absolutely. it feels separate. Like, yeah. I think when I was younger, I was like, oh, mental health, you know, it's so separate. Not a thing. But it affects yeah. your sleep. When you're talking about sleep paralysis, I think I have had it, but I only have it in my afternoon naps. <laughs> You, <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, I've had that too because I think the reason why is because like when we take our like power naps, mm-hmm. we fall into REM sleep way too quickly, mm-hmm. and when whenever whenever our alarm goes off, or whatever, because it's a power nap, um, we're actually you're, you're arousing your brain when you're in the middle of REM sleep. Oh. So actually, your brain is still kind of like it's, it's still like, asleep. It's, it's still there, half yeah. asleep. It's also why you shouldn't snooze, by the way. There's a whole science behind. Oh, that. I snooze <laughs> every day. <laughs> Do you notice, like, it takes you, like, a few hours to shake off, like, the sleepiness? <laughs> it's called sleep inertia. Because, oh. yeah, because when you're snoozing, you're essentially, like, going, kind of going to back into sleep. But then your alarm wakes you up again. You're, like, half dead. Yeah. So it takes you, like, Bro, like a few I hear hours. I alarm for, like, an hour. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't snooze, like, children. If, it feels like a treat. I'm like, oh, I can sleep again. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Anyways, you were saying yes, about uh, mental and physical. Yeah. Um, it's almost like you know. I mean, I'm not a therapist, but based on you make a great one. Though. Based oh, thanks. Based <laughs> on my own therapist, <laughs> and just like what what I kind of learned in psych. It, I wonder if it's like when you were talking about emotions being a signal. Um, you're actually right about that because emotions are also evolutionary. Mm-hmm. Like they are. A signal. So, for example, the, my favorite example of this is disgust. Mm. When you experience disgust, you physically, like, you feel like throwing up. That yeah. you're like, Ugh, you know, yeah. you're like gag. And evolutionarily, that's very helpful for your survival because oh. it signals to you there's a toxin somewhere. Oh, true. And when you actually, like, gag out, it, it almost like your body's helping you get rid of it. Yeah. Gag reflex. So that's disgust. Mm-hmm. And, like... Um, the other thing with like anger, anger is like a signal that some justice needs to be made. You need mm. to uh, make amend on something. There's other emotions that are less like signaling. So for example, guilt, mm. guilt and shame. Um, they're both they're kind of like related a little bit, but shame is a very inward emotion. When you feel it, you actually like feel like so bad that you don't do anything. Mm. When you're ashamed, you hide yourself. Oh. But the I guess the op- the kind of opposite of that is guilt. When you experience guilt, you kind of like you know you've done something wrong, and the good type of guilt is where you actually get up and do something mm, about it, fix it, fix it. Mm-hmm. So in the sense, when you were saying how like your body takes on like your I guess stress and everything, it might be like a sign to even like have to start becoming. Learning to become more self-aware of your own emotions. Yeah. Um, and, like, recognizing that, oh, you know, right now I feel stressed. Mm. Um, and I'm not going to avoid it this time because, like, if I, if I avoid it now, it'll haunt me in my sleep. Yeah, it'll come back. It doesn't go away. It yeah. just comes back in yeah. Different, yeah. different places. Yeah. I think I, think I definitely see that. Like, I'm, I'm starting to recognize that only now, like, that I, I do have a hard time processing or like understanding even how I feel or my own emotions which is kind of weird like you would think you'd know how you feel right but um like sometimes I have to really logically look at it and Mm -hmm. look at my own actions be like how do you feel what are your actions saying that you feel and then I'm like oh I actually feel guilty like Mm -hmm. I actually feel um like yeah whatever emotion it is and I have to like objectively look at it and instead of asking myself internally how I feel mm-hmm. which is I don't know I guess I'm learning I'm learning how to figure out my own how like how I work mm. um, slowly and a lot of like therapy is bringing awareness bringing awareness Big into thing, what's yeah. been suppressed yeah it's like crocodile um, yeah actually my anxiety like my therapist like taught me like it's like different th- they should cause it thinking errors mm. so it's kind of like noticing when you start to think so be so especially for anxiety we, there's lots of different things for example people that have anxiety we tend to catastrophize mm. a lot so we'll be like instead of you know we'll like imagine worst case scenario right i'll be like oh my god like i know because this this person um didn't say uh you're welcome to me when i said thank you oh my god they must hate me mm. like like things like that different thinking errors and just like there's there's so much power and just like being aware 
of that and then once you start to be aware then you can actually sort start to like kind of interrupt the process like i like when i first started i was very impatient i was like i was like i don't want to just know how to be aware i want to know how to fix it yeah, I, want to yeah. fix it. I want to fix it like give me the solution but yeah. but um there is yeah i've learned like to to be patient um and and sometimes like that's what i'm saying it's like it's it's very individual some people if when they notice um these patterns they think they oh okay like stop myself but some people like they need to let it run its course just uh, being aware of it and be like okay i'm doing this certain er thinking error but let me just like this is what i do sometimes in my journal like i'll just write and write i'll be like okay you're feeling this way here's a situation why do you feel this way okay why but why but why and then once i get to like the few root causes then I actually take a different color marker and I write like a counter argument to that. So I'll be like, okay, for example, I'll be like, okay, for example, I'll be like, okay, I'm stressed okay. about, yeah, I kind of like, I kind of like try to challenge myself. I'm like, okay, you're worried about this? All right, let me give you a counter argument. And it kind of like, some people, That's they, so meta. yeah, some people, they, they, they may be a little scared. They're like, I don't want to let my mind run this full course. But when I do that and I find counter arguments, like for example, I used to be like really, like sleep used to be such a chore for me. I used to be like, I used to dread not like going to sleep because I'd be like, um, when my anxiety was really bad, like I only had like a few hours of sleep. You were not so you were there when I had like, yeah. I don't know how I did my finals like on like so little sleep, but I still did well. So I don't know how that worked. But anyways, um, yeah, I used to be uh, really worried about sleep and I had all these expectations and my therapist told me this thing. She was like, do you think maybe you're, you have unrealistic expectations about sleep? I'm like, what do you mean? Whoa. And she's like, she's like, well, okay, tell me this. Okay, you don't get a good night's of sleep. What What are some things you think about? She's like, do you think your day is gonna be ruined? Do you think your energy is gonna impact the rest of your day? Do you think blah blah? I'm like, yes, to all of the above. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, yeah, you probably have slightly unrealistic expectations. Like, yes, sleep is important, but one one or well, even like a few nights of bad sleep isn't gonna be the end of the world. I think that's the thing with anxiety too. Like back to what mm. Renata said about how the threat isn't there. Like. I tell myself a lot of times, this isn't going to be the end of world. Whatever I'm worried about, this can wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just like being aware of that, and I think actually like back to what Charmaine was saying, I think actually it might be an advantage for you. I feel like you're able to kind of like because you're able to you're able to kind of look at your emotions like objectively. Of course, like bringing awareness is important, but I feel like because you can look at them objectively, that's actually like a huge thing a lot of people strive for like in their mental health journey like people always say like oh you know the example of okay close your eyes and imagine your thoughts and emotions <laughs> are balloons okay you're not going <laughs> to grab the balloon but it's just going to it's just going to be there and it's just going to float away like just looking at it objectively and not being attached to it i think could be a huge like advantage so like like yeah just something to keep in mind like after the fact that you already have that kind of like bird's true, eye like you have that bird's eye you just kind of like need to actually see like oh that's a squirrel okay so like it's just a bush <laughs> it's like oh that's a, a squirrel okay <laughs> but you you have that perspective already which i think is oh i never thought it's super that like yeah, yeah i think it's super either. advantageous so, cool. yeah cool. yeah but balance like you don't want to yeah. like compartmentalize everything and not yeah. do anything so it's a balance but I definitely think that's cool. yeah and also i think i i need to take just take the time to actually like feel and think and look back and find identify the squirrel. what it is what mm. the squirrel find is. the squirrel <laughs> instead of a fat squirrel <laughs> i think the thing is this takes courage mm. yes scary scary like wanting to think differently because like all of these different ways that we've talked about like oh you know this is how i've coped in the past it's almost like 
it's worked for me in the past, so why would I change? Mm-hmm. Or like recognizing that, you know, there's something in in my life that has caused me to kind of think this way and um, cope this way. Um, but, you know, I don't like it and I want to change it. It's that urge. You have to like, yeah, like what was like your kind of, what was that thing that made you want to like fight for your peace? Mm. That made you like, I, I don't want to live like this. I want to think differently so that I can better myself. Like what was it for you? Um, this was actually quite recent for me. Oh, I yeah? think um, maybe like a week ago. Oh, okay. No, Let's a week hear. and a half ago. Oh, damn, all right. <laughs> Let's hear it. It's fresh content. All right. <laughs> fresh content. <laughs> fresh off the streets. <laughs> I just had the Tim Hortons logo pop up in my mind. Freshly. Always fresh. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> um, I think I was struggling with something in my, my life um, where... Um, like there was a situation in my life that was getting bad um, and it was kind of causing all other parts of my life to like crumble as well so mm-hmm. like I think in a way like it took up so much mental energy that everything else that was normal was hard to deal with so for example like I think I've always been worried about the future but during this time it made it even more worrying mm-hmm. and like I just couldn't cope with it and I was like okay like I need to I need to run away I need to um, leave this country, leave my horrible situation here, and just go home. And then, and then I realized that was like so freaking big. Like <laughs> I can't just go. Home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, but but I think what made me change was one of um, I was walking with a lady from my church, um, um, who was like, you know, she's always been like kind of like journeying with me, and I was she knows all about like everything that's been happening in my life, and I was telling her about this. And then at one point, I was like. You know, I feel like I've been on I've been on about this for weeks now. She was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I kind of feel like a broken record." And she was like, "Yeah, you kind of do." We <laughs> <And> love <laughs> affirmations, yes. And then she was like telling me like, "Oh, you know, like you can't really expect anything, anyone to change. The only thing you can change is you." Yeah. And if you're tired of sounding like a broken record, like all you can do is. Decide not to sound like a broken record. But, but the thing you record. realize, like, that's the most important thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, damn. Like, that, oh, mm. it's that's so like important. 90% yeah. of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What are you showing me? Oh, that's a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what is, like, uh, the thing that made you, like, realize, like, oh, like, I want to, like, change the way I think or, like, um, I want to, like, actually take my mental health seriously? I want to fight for myself like mm-hmm. so like a moment or moments that that epiphany or series of epiphanies I feel like I haven't really had a moment mm-hmm. I guess for me um this is something that I'm starting to think about mm, you love that so, like inter- like my mental health in general um I think it, it's always been something that I know like I need to tackle mm. but I think because I have a very hard time feeling s- mm. certain emotions, I'm, I just like convince myself that I'm fine. Mm. Um, but recently this year, um, maybe it's the process of growing up and like being more mature and understanding myself better. Yes. We, we love, love that. We progress. progress. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Progress. Yes. Um, but like, I I've. I had to like really look at myself and my intentions of why I do things and um, 
like see that I sometimes the way that I deal with situations and with um, relationships and people in my life is not super healthy in every way mm. and so like it has caused me to hurt other people mm. in the past and and hurt myself in mm. the past but then when in the times that those ha- things have happened I've been like okay that was just the situation I'll just run away from that mm. and just leave it behind and, and just like keep going um, instead of going back and confronting things mm. so I feel like right now I'm at a point where I'm trying to like stop and have and have to like for force myself I guess or like want to rewire my mm. brain to to stop and like actually process things through mm. and go back and reflect which is something I don't really do very much yeah um yeah confrontation is scary right? it is yeah it is yeah. but I realize like you can't run away from it it's, no it's just like, no yeah <laughs> yeah might as yeah. well um hit, yeah. hit the hammer to the nail yeah it's gonna yeah. be tough but yeah. it'll be worth it it is yeah. I think for me it was I was forced to yeah. realize it because yeah. when I had the first panic attack like at first I was kind of in denial I was like oh you know it's finals like you know people usually like sleep less during finals stress is a, is a very normal thing mm-hmm. and panic attack and uh had to go to the ER because I was like oh couldn't like was seeing spots and I was like okay roommate please bring me to the ER I think I'm not okay mm-hmm. And yeah, that's when I realized, I was like, oh, this is really not okay. Like, I really need to, like, when it, when it physically manifested, I was like, uh, I need to do something. So I was kind of forced into, into uh, accepting it. And I think also this is kind of touching on a topic that Renato was suggesting about how in a lot of Asian um, mm. culture households, like, um, it's not really their fault. It's just kind of a generational thing. Like, yeah mental health is not really a thing for them and that's not to say that you know of course my parents like it's not to say that they deny it it's just sort of like it's just they don't quite understand this concept they're like oh you know if if like if, if you were just don't worry about it yeah. i'm like um yeah. no 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 <laughs> that's not how it works you can't just tell like a depressed person just don't don't be sad <laughs> like, just don't worry just, about just it. don't worry about it like like so i think it's it's such a um not really their fault but it's just kind of a hard concept for them to grasp so um just culturally i was like trained to think oh you know this is like it's, it's fine like you know i'm just stressed like yeah. it's it's very normal finals be done um but i realized like oh no this is a thing um mental health is very real and i'm like okay um and i think also like sleep was a big part and and i was like just like when i was just not getting sleep i like felt so dead and it's why to this day like i really cherish sleep because i've worked so hard on it but um, when I realized, I'm like, uh, this is probably really bad for my physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's like, just wanted to stop feeling mm-hmm. so shitty and feeling so anxious. And uh, yeah, definitely the thing yeah. about like Asian, um, just the way we are brought up in mental health. I feel like there, I mean, there's this whole notion of the stigma, right? Mm. I think for me, a lot of confronting my own mental health was getting over the stigma like even the first time I went to a therapist I was scared yeah. like I was scared someone would see me I would I was like scared. shameful of it. Yeah. yeah I was because you know growing up the only pe- the only notion I had of mental health was oh the school counselor mm. and only like very certain people went there yeah. and it was I don't think they did a very good job either I'm not yeah. so sure <laughs> but yeah 
But I think I don't, I think yeah, the whole thing about like our parents cannot be blamed. Like that's just a generational that's thing. What it is, yeah. Um, but I think also like culturally nuanced, like mental health as an Asian or Asian Canadian, Asian American woman is is almost about realizing that it's a real thing. Hmm. Mm. Um like it's not at the forefront of um I guess what's what we think about right away um unless like you're exposed to it at a really young age and like people around you like have it in some way mm. but it's, it's almost about like for me a lot of the process was trying to figure out you know um this is a real thing mm. and this is important and especially when it started showing physical effects mm. yeah it's almost like oh you know asians always like physical effects like they, they matter yeah <laughs> It's sad that it it, it, it you have to t- it has to go that far. Yeah. You have to like recognize it and be like, oh, this is real. Yeah. And this is like unhealthy in a yeah. way. Yeah. Systemic thing too, right? Like you just look at our healthcare. Like there's a reason why like um, private therapy is is not covered by insurance and it's so expensive is because it's only very recent that people are, are like realizing like this is this is a genuine health concern and 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 that sector is like severely understaffed and which is why it's so expensive um so i would say it's also definitely like um a systemic thing mm. um and yeah even just like i don't know about you but for me getting help was like oh a whole fight on its own but it's worth it but it's it's uh not that the help isn't there it's just getting to it is uh quite difficult so um yeah mm. what has that been like for you guys like navigating through um, finding help. Mm, I think this could launch into a rant about like the school system <laughs> oh, and how. Go do it. Go for it. Go for it. It's okay. You kids are gonna hear this. It's fine. <laughs> I'm a graduating student anyway, so they got nothing on us. Bye. Um, I think it's hard. Yeah. Um, especially working in student services as well. Just oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. when you're managing like tens of thousands of students, you need to provide services and programs that kind of can hit everyone um and so that we kind of like touch on it a little bit but like you need like programs that anyone can access Mm. so there's like no barriers that's why they have all those new mental health apps like the Mm. navi ssp Mm -hmm. and all that stuff um it's just like anyone can access it but the problem is you're right like getting into i guess the system to get help Is really hard because um, it's such a crisis right now. I think we're in a mental health crisis, right? Oh, yeah. That the demand for mental health services is so high. Yeah, with the waiting months on end. Yeah. And I don't think I I properly got the support I needed until Mm. I came back to Singapore. You'll see. Yeah. Yeah. In the summer when I managed to find help here because, because I think... What I think it is, is in Singapore, there's not as much demand. You just have to pay for it. This is very expensive. There's not as much demand because the, the stigma, right? People are just like, they don't really uh, want to go unless they're really, really struggling. Um, which is horrible, but yeah. to my advantage, it worked that I was able to get <laughs> services. True, true, true. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Yeah. I get that. Because the thing is, like, super important too, I think, is that you cannot wait till you're diagnosed with something to seek help. Like... Trust me, Canadian healthcare, you're going to be waiting for years. Like, they, they're going to run tests on tests on tests, and they're never going to really officially 
diagnoses. So the point is like like um, that you never you should never really like need validation to to seek help for your mental health. Like mm. it, it you you're perfectly entitled to do that, and you should do that. And like what Renata said, like getting to the school system. I remember like oh like I what what is it the the U of T um I don't know, wellness clinic. I don't know. There's a name for it. But first, you need to, like, get checked by the GP. And then after that, you need to see, like, somebody else. And then the GP takes ages. And then and then it's, like, and then to book, like, an appointment with, like, a consult is, like, by priority. So, obviously, people that may be, like, if you have more general anxiety, you're not going to be as high, as high priority as, mm-hmm. like, somebody who's suicidal, for example. So, mm-hmm. like, not to say that their concerns aren't more severe. They are, but it, but it doesn't, it shouldn't invalidate your own yeah. um, concerns, too, right? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, like, same as Renata, like, um, I think I was forced to, like, when I came back to Singapore, I was like, I can't keep waiting. Like, yeah, yeah. so yes, it was hella expensive, but I think it was much needed. Mm-hmm. Paid for, like, personal therapy. And then, and then when I came back, like, months later, they finally found me somebody. And it was great. Like, the person's great. Like, once you get into the system, it's great. But it's, um, yeah, like Renata said, the demand is, like, so high. Like, just getting in. And then most people, I think, most people on this you're very like persistent and you really 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 want the help and you fight for it like some people they just give up halfway they're like i have to wait so long like why should yeah. i even bother you know like i'll just yeah it must so. take courage to already take the step to want to get help in the first place. yeah bro it's already so hard to, yeah. to come to the point where you're like and then to face that help. barrier yeah like, oh, guess, that, guess i'm not doing that and to keep fighting for it that's yeah. the hardest thing too yeah so well, if we keep working yeah. towards it, someday our kids will actually be able to access it properly. Hopefully. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. The thing you found in Singapore, like, your your, your church. Yeah. They have really good, like, really affordable, good, like, counseling. Yeah, that I went really to nice. a Christian counseling co- center. Yeah, that was really nice. And it was really affordable. And to this day, I still am um, with the same counselor. That's so mm. good. Wow. Um, yeah, I think once that barrier was removed, I was like, oh, you know, like, I don't feel so much of resistance against mm. trying to work on my mental health. Mm. But I also want to make a disclaimer that you don't have to get into the system before you start working in your yeah, mental health. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. You shouldn't um, because we're just, like, kind of, like, dissuading you. <laughs> <laughs> the school sucks. Um, it's kind of like there are other ways to do yeah, it as well. Yeah, just try different ways. Um, I think the first step of even, like, wanting to change something about yourself, um, even, like, for me, I found it very therapeutic to, like, Mm. tell my friends. Yeah. Um, and have friends who genuinely, like, want to listen. Or even journaling has, like, played a big part in my mental Mm. health, just, like, grounding me. Yeah. Um. And finding help is also, like, because I remember I was, like, what's the difference between like a counselor, a therapist, a psychiatrist, and it's like this whole different world. Um, so I think you're perfect. You should, you should, and you're perfectly entitled to be picky about what kind of help you need. So I know like for Renata, maybe like a counselor was like sufficient for you and that's fine. Like you just kind of um, looking for more like, maybe like I would say like kind of like more friendly, like like kind of like you're talking to a friend. Mm. Um, but some people like for me, I actually, I actually needed and, and appreciated the more like clinical kind of help so that would be like uh, they call it different things here they call it ther- therapists in Singapore I think they call it like psychiatrists um, and and yeah so just like being very honest with yourself because like, like I have some like friends like you know they go to concert and then they they're like at fear of like like 
like not pleasing their console like you know the console <laughs> would be like you know try this and this and you know like how was it they'll be like oh yeah it, is, uh, it was great and then they're lying to themselves because they they don't want to like and it feels like homework you just waste money and you waste your time so I think like most importantly too like finding out what doesn't work for you and be like okay this isn't working and being honest because like your, your therapist or counselor or whoever's helping you it's like like being honest to yourself about whether a certain thing or technique or method is working or not like is only gonna like serve you and like benefit you and yeah so maybe I was wrong maybe honesty with yourself is the best step yeah I mean that that brings in awareness too right mm-hmm. if you're honest yeah. with yourself then you're That's aware true. Yeah. Yeah. We've been speaking for some time. So. How long has it been? <laughs> I don't even know. Does I it say? Yeah. We can definitely launch into another chat another time, but I think for now. Yeah. That's fun. This has been a very good conversation. Yeah, like, and it, like, it, like, kind of encapsulated yeah, everything like, that we wanted yeah, to. Yeah. Like, woo! <laughs> Segway perfectly. Maybe we should, like, end off with, like, yeah. something positive. Like, what would you, like, mm-hmm. you know, advise or, like, some. Mm-hmm. Like a more positive note. Yeah, I think my biggest. I don't even want to say advice. I'm in no place to give advice. My my biggest friend to friend listening to this is just, um, yeah, come to a place of awareness, um, or even desire that mm. awareness. You know, to kind of realize, stop yourself in your own tracks, and um, figure out you know what's not working. What, what is the kind of person I want to be, and why am I not there yet? Mm. Um, and how would you frame that, like in terms of like the pandemic specifically? Mm. I think with the pandemic, um, I mean, I don't want to say stop, stop hoping, but like, <laughs> <laughs> don't hope. In a sense, I think a lot of this is just being honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you are really struggling, um, please do get help. Yeah. Um, yeah or not to said like um yeah being aware and like just not being guilty not feeling guilty or like mm-hmm. shameful about it yeah um mm-hmm. that's a big one yeah and and even if it's like like you know awareness is like a whole like uh like journey on its own so even just like you know like like i feel like a lot of times like we we, we realize when it's like kind of accumulated and that's okay you know like that's that's one way you became aware of it and then once you're aware of it, like just being acceptive of it um, and not denying it. And like I said, you know, it's not a shameful thing. The fact that you realized it, it's 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 a it can it's it's a great thing and it can um, greatly impact you. And then mm. once you're aware of it, you know, like taking your time to be like, okay, you know, like um, you don't have to rush it. Some people they they like to like kind of wallow in it, but you know, accept it and then be like, okay. And then once you're um, content with that, be like, okay, like just finding that urge to like want to get better I think is super important because um, we could talk about like all these different like ways and methods but if you yourself don't want to get better like there's kind of like, mm. no point so find that like um, that drive or that reason that you want to get better uh, be it physical mental emotional all of the above and uh, always keep fighting for your peace like I always tell I always say this on my stories I'm like you always have to keep fighting for your mm. peace and it's a it's a process not an event Mm-mm. So that is what I will leave you with. Wow, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, definitely echoing both of you ladies. Um, yeah, I, I think being honest as well, which I myself am working on. Mm-hmm. And I think 
that's really like definitely at the root of it. Um, and I think just taking it one step at a time, like we talked about earlier, um, things will be okay. Yeah. They will be okay. Yeah, they'll be okay. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Piece by piece, bit by bit. Day by day. Day by day. Day by day. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.